Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Liberty Council returns to court regarding the Maine health care workers. We're going to talk about it on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, Liberty Council recently presented oral argument in the district court in Maine regarding our health care workers case against Maine Governor Janet Mills and her administration. You know, this is the second time that we've gone to court with Janet Mills. If you remember back in 2020, we sued her with the COVID lockdown cases for the churches. And now we came back with the COVID shot mandates because she apparently thinks she's above federal law. She always acts that way. And she yeah. did that with regards to the church lockdown issue. And she's doing it now with this issue here. So she ordered that all these healthcare employers force their employees to get the COVID shot with no religious accommodations allowed, period. None across the board. Don't even consider them, despite the fact that Title VII of federal law says that employers cannot discriminate against employees on account of religion. So when someone who's an employee has a policy like this COVID shot mandate that conflicts with, collides with their religious beliefs, the employer can apprise the employer that they have a sincere religious belief, what it is that is impacting that belief, and suggest reasonable accommodation. And the employer needs to consider how they can engage in reasonably accommodating that religious objection. But in this case, Janet Mill said you can't even consider it that you have to deny all requests for religious accommodation. You can ask for a medical exemption, but no religious exemptions are permitted, period. So these employers then, forced by the governor, uh, they said that they could not grant religious accommodation, so they terminated these healthcare workers in 2021 and going into 2022, but most of it happened in the fall of 2021. We filed suit. We went to the lower court judge, and that judge uh, dismissed the case. We filed an appeal. I argued it at the Court of Appeals earlier this year in 2023, and we got a three to zero reversal against the government so that we're back in court. But then what happened is Governor Mills saw that the case was not going to be dismissed and that we were going to now be able to engage in discovery and get the case moving forward and hold her and her administration accountable. And then guess what they did? They said, okay, we're going to rescind the mandate. No more COVID shot mandate. We're removing it. So then they went back to the lower court. Oh, we don't need discovery. Case is over, they argued. We have rescinded the mandate, so there's nothing to litigate anymore. Send the plaintiffs home, packing, uh, nice to see you, and uh, no problem. And we say no, because you've already committed an illegal act. You've already mm -hmm. harmed these people. We have highly skilled nurses that have been involved in um, nursing for 20-plus years that are doing construction work just to make ends meet. They're individuals who were pushed out of the profession. 
But you know, it's interesting, Matt, because we argue that the case should proceed on the merits because the state had already, as you mentioned, caused illegal harm to the healthcare workers by unlawfully prohibiting the state's hospitals from granting religious exemptions. And get this, they did so by previously removing religious accommodations from its compulsory immunization law. I mean, isn't that illegal right there? Well, and it's not illegal for them to remove it from that. Uh, they're one of only about four or five states in the country that no longer provide religious accommodations. There were two. But I mean, any child in a school or whatever cannot submit a religious exemption to any shot? No, they can. It's a difference between federal or state law. The state doesn't have to grant you a separate right, but you still, for example, if you're going to a public school, you still have the First Amendment, right to free exercise of religion. And mm -hmm. so even though they don't have an independent state right to opt out based on religion, they always have, in this case, Title VII, because that applies to private and public employment. So our individuals are protected by Title VII. But they also have the First Amendment because it's the government in this case that is directing no religious accommodation. So we have the free exercise clause that mm. still applies. But the interesting thing is, and we presented this during the argument, um, that they repealed the mandate in 2023 after we won the three to zero decision. They repealed the mandate when the numbers of hospitalizations and deaths were increasing month to month, supposedly with regards to COVID in Maine. Mm. In August, they had a 40% increase in hospitalizations and a 250% increase in deaths. All while they had a shortage of healthcare workers. Right. And so now they rescind the mandate. It doesn't make sense. You have a 40% increase in hospitalizations and a 250% increase in deaths in a month in which they rescinded the mandate. So they're not basing this on science, quote unquote. Of course not. You know, they're saying, well, oh, our rescinding of the mandate had nothing to do with the fact that we lost three to zero at the Court of Appeals. Nothing to do with that. Uh. We just follow the science. We don't need it anymore, really. Well, when did you rescind it? You rescinded it in August. In August, you actually had an uptick in hospitalizations, 40% increase. In August, when you rescinded the mandate, following our 3 to 0 decision, by the way, you had a 250% increase in deaths. So how are you following the science? I think what you're following is not the science, but you don't want us to be able to move forward and put your people under oath to grill your people as to your unconstitutional acts. Absolutely. This is not science. It's pure litigation tactics to avoid review. Now, the judge who had previously ruled against us and then got reversed three to zero seemed to be very receptive to that argument and then began to grill the main attorneys regarding this. How can you say that you're following the science? How can you say that you just now rescind it because you don't need it anymore when, in fact, the same month in which you rescinded it you have an increase in COVID, you have an increase in hospitalizations, you have an increase in deaths related to COVID in Maine. Why would you rescind it in that same month when all of the numbers are going up? I would have loved to be a fly in the room at that time because you know that Governor, uh, Governor Mills has never been interested in science and never been interested in the welfare of people all no. throughout COVID. 
And you know what's what's happened with regards to COVID is what we found is those people who have gotten more COVID shots are more susceptible mm-hmm. to getting COVID and transmitting it and transmitting it. So what we now know and what we've been saying for the very beginning that it's not safe and it's not effective. And what we're finding are uh, incidents of people who have had the boosters or the third shot, the more shots you get, the more likely you are to have an adverse event that happens. Some can be fatal, some can be life-threatening, some can be disabling, some can have other different kinds of intermediate type of consequences. But what we also find is those who have more COVID shots are those who are getting infected. So you see this 40% increase in hospitalizations, Mm -hmm. 250% increase in deaths in August. Well, why? Why in Maine? In part because Maine pushed the COVID shot on so many people and so many people just fell in line. And remember, this is a experimental COVID shot that was not properly tested before it was put out. Experimental. So there you go. Here's the result uh, now because of that. Well, there's more and more um, information that's coming out. I know when we first came out and we started addressing this issue regarding COVID, we got some pushback from people, even people that would you would think would be on our side or certainly some people that were supporters of Liberty Council. But not a single thing that we have said, not mm-hmm. a single thing that we have said from the beginning of 2020 till now, have we had to go back and modify or change. It's mm-hmm. all been true. In fact, even in September of 2020, 2020, this is before the COVID shots were actually released to the public. We questioned back then whether or not this would have an interaction with your DNA. And of course, all oh, the fact checkers, they're like, oh, that's crazy. Now we find out, you know what? It does. Even Dr. Robert Malone, who invented the mRNA platform, is coming out publicly saying it alters your DNA. Yeah, so <laughs> I would encourage you to go to Liberty Council's website, uh, lc.org forward slash vaccine. We have a lot of information there, plus our main website, just the general one front page. You can get to everything, lc.org lc.org for more information and especially at this time of year remember liberty council in your prayers and your year-end contributions and support lc.org continue to pray for this case we'll update you regarding the judge's decision you've been listening to faith and freedom brought to you by liberty council we hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith family and freedom get informed and get involved today Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. The website again, lc.org.